0: So, Jedi, I was talking to Joe about – I know a guy who lives in Belarus, which is uh, –
1: Joe, can you explain? Is it near Russia and Ukraine? So, it's, again, this all used to be part of the Soviet Union, all of these countries, Lithuania and Latvia, all the ones going even uh, west, back towards Europe. Uh, those were all satellites. Um, Belarus is on the bottom of Russia, and that's where literally he had – he was running war games uh, with Belarusian troops – on the ukraine border so these these three countries are all right next to each other they're all on the border and that's where literally they launched the the attack from and the reason is they took the crimea peninsula in 2014 and there is one bridge that allows russia to access that bridge and it goes through belarus uh, and then in through Ukraine, and their concern is again if, if they were to join NATO, you know, would they not allow the Russians to use that bridge? Which is the reason why he's trying to cut a, a literally um claim territory straight down the middle so they could just cut straight down and go right down to the coast of, of Ukraine to get to Crimea.
0: Now, now Jedi, I was talking to this guy a few months ago and I had mentioned like. Would you be able to call me about something? And he said, are you kidding? He goes, if I got caught on the phone calling someone, the KGB would immediately think that I'm trying to escape. There has to be another way. So he had some type of apps. Now, Joe, I sent you all our wow.
1: conversations. Can you explain what it's like for him living where he is now? I, I mean, the best comparison would probably be North Korea, where you, any sort of anything that you don't do that's not pro the government is anti the government. Uh, and will get you arrested, imprisoned, and or killed. So it, it's a bad spot. More or less, the president of Belarus is very closely tied to the Kremlin. He's a very close Putin ally. So effectively, Putin's in charge of that country as well. And they operate, Todd, very much the same way Russia does.
0: Now, Jedi I asked him if he could come on the show and talk to us. And he basically said, if I went on the show and someone told the government... I would be erased, my family, my son, everything, just for doing this.
2: I believe it, because they're just cracking down on everybody over there.
0: Yeah. On a positive note, I met Joe yesterday.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It was awesome. It was. What was the name of the bar we went to? Petty G's. So Jenna, we're ha- we're at Teddy G's in Sturbridge. We're we're having a conversation, you know. We were off in the corner by ourselves. We're talking about the show and stuff. And all these pretty waitresses and bartenders, yeah. you know, we're we're eavesdropping on these two studly fellas. <laughs> and uh yeah, we were there for a couple hours. We had to like entertain the masses. So uh hopefully those ladies will be checking out this episode. They were all very interested. And um yeah, it was a lot of fun. The food was great. The beer was uh, was was great. The company, Todd, was great to finally meet you in person. And, uh, yeah, all those ladies are on. It was fun.
0: Yeah. Fantastic. And, <laughs> and, and,
1: and Jedi, Jedi,
0: you wouldn't be surprised to know that we had to talk a lot about Dave Weiss. <laughs> <laughs> we, they, they were interested in the flat earth.
1: You know what's oh. funny? Everybody seemed like they were reasonable, logical people. And that last young lady we were talking to. Yeah. Cause I w- I, I did my usual jetty where I'm like, Trump's a loser. So that was by <laughs> uh, throw Obama and Bush in there. Like I don't like any of these guys. And, um, she was a, she seemed like a pro Trump person. She was she definitely, she was, was definitely pro Trump. I thought that <laughs> was interesting and she she seemed kind of uh maybe like the earth could be flat.
0: Yeah, because she said her brother was really into he was a prepper. Her brother's kind of a prepper. Yeah. Maybe maybe an amateur type prepper like you, Jedi.
1: Yeah, I'm still working on it.
0: <laughs> yeah, well Joe, Joe, all you need to know is if you find a prepper, they're probably not a big Biden fan.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair. To <laughs> Anybody with a gun, pretty much, <laughs> isn't a fan of Biden. And that's not good for Biden. <laughs> yeah, so
0: that was great. And another thing I learned, Jedi, is I think compared to normal podcasters, me and you probably have above average setups. Joe was telling me oh, some, really? people, some people like like in a corner, finding a little bit of space.
1: <laughs> I got a guy, literally, I'm not even joking, uh, and I hope he doesn't see this, mm-hmm. even though I've talked to him about this a couple times. But he... The only spot his girl would give him in their place to record is there's like this closet with a washing machine in it. Oh. Nobody runs to laundry while he's doing the show, but it's it's like him up against a washing machine. You know, it's, you it's gotta not a good. Do look. what you gotta do. Not that though. Not that. <laughs>
2: Marks, Crimes, Conspiracies, and Beyond coming to you today. Don't you think we're living in the most strangest of times, where fake news and alternative facts are mainstream content? It's like hoaxes rule the media. Let's take a look at these wacky stories and get down to the bottom of them. Todd, what do you got for me today?
0: So we decided to do hoaxes this week, and do you remember the reason we wanted to do this episode, Jedi?
2: No, I don't. (laughs)
0: It was because a weather girl that I grew up watching, Mish Michaels in Boston, there was a big rumor that she was dead last week and you couldn't find anything on it. No matter where you looked, if you went on YouTube, it was all these weird hoax, YouTube pages and Facebook. You couldn't get a straight answer. And it turned out that she did for some reason, throw herself in front of front of a train. And it would be the least suspecting person you would ever imagine. She just like this sweet woman with, I think she has a daughter, a husband, and for some reason she killed herself. And when I went digging, in 2017, she started this job, and only a week into the job, she got fired because she didn't believe in vaccines. This is before COVID. Oh my she God. thought vaccines caused autism. And she immediately got fired. So A lot
2: of people think that.
0: So what is going on now with COVID? She must have been going crazy.
1: Uh, By the way, um, on the vaccine autism connection, there was one paper several years ago that some doctor tried to make a link to the two, not convincingly, and, you know, we've talked about how science works. In peer review, nothing nothing that person said panned out. Um, And so that that study on vaccines being linked to autism. Cause I have an autistic daughter. Believe me, I'd love that to be the reason there's, there's no other proof or linkage between the two. Yeah. But Jenny McCarthy thinks so too. Yeah, well, yeah, then that's, that's, that's all you say. need. <laughs> <laughs> if you consider her an important influencer, well, there you go. Then that's uh, that's where you're at.
0: <laughs> so the reason she got fired is because she was working on a science show and they said she didn't believe in science. So you really can't have the job, but If she was going through that much of a struggle in 2017, I can't imagine what it was like during the COVID era. She had to be a huge anti-vaxxer, I would imagine.
1: Well, think about this. Think about just the stress of, you know, I know you're vaccinated. I am. I'm boosted. I even got a flu shot this year. Just the anxiety of knowing that you're mostly protected from this thing, but right, the mental drain of being home all the time and, you know how excited I was, Todd, when we went out to a bar yesterday. Right, uh, That was crazy awesome because it's, it's been so weird. But I can imagine if you were home for the last two years, on top of dealing with that, you also think this is a major conspiracy and the government is actively working against you. I can't imagine what that, well, might explain a lot. I mean, that's got to be a stress level that maybe somebody couldn't quite handle.
0: Well, I'm wondering if she was somehow, I don't know, bullied or something. I mean, she's in the media. It's probably going to be like all against one. It must have been tough for her.
2: Right. Didn't her peers kind of like gang up on her and ask the company to fire her, basically, because she wasn't on the same page as them? And if she's a scientist, how can she be anti-vax? So it didn't make sense.
0: Yeah, and still, like, it's shocking that this was all before COVID, because we think of anti-vaxxers, I I think of it only synonymous with COVID. I know it's not, but it's kind of weird thinking someone got fired for not believing in the vax, not to do with COVID.
1: (laughs) Part of what you and I talked about yesterday in regards to Dave Weiss is the idea that, right, we've known since 4,500 B.C. that we were living on a big spear and that everything in space, and all the celestial th- were, were also the same thing. But there's always been movements, including one of the 1920s, where people insisted the Earth was flat. And, and this happens every few decades or so now where, and again, in this social media age, a guy like Dave Weiss, who is super charismatic and does such an amazing presentation. That's why he does it on Zoom and not StreamYard like we do. Cause he's got this built in, like yeah. he's got the system down and it's very convincing. And it's, you know, listen, when, when people think they're seeing evidence and Dave also does that wonky math, that's definitely gotten the, uh drawn the ire of Neil deGrasse Tyson. He was like, they're just making up math, them fighting words. <laughs> he didn't like that. He was like, they could say it all they wanted. They start using math. We got a real issue now. Uh, but th- again, right. Think about how convincing Dave was because he has so much evidence at his disposal. You load anybody up on that stuff. You know, you, yeah. you mentioned someone, you know, is into the QAnon thing. The, yeah. the more you get stuck in those bubbles, man, the more you're like, all right, everybody's out to get me. Aha! You yeah. know, and, and it's a really unfortunate, but that's what happens. Yeah, because
0: Dave throws out that figure. It's it's a simple math formula: eight inches per square mile, uh, eight inches per mile squared. How many people are really gonna break it down
3: and?
0: <laughs> i <laughs> <laughs> Right,
1: that sounds so impressive, and Neil yeah. deGrasse Tyson's like, that's not a real that number. That he just made that up, and then yeah. he starts dividing and adding, and it's like this is math. Well, yeah, beyond you just made up a number to start with everything after that is actually math (laughs) Yeah, right. again it's smart it's a little intellectually dishonest and again if you go in there and you want it to be true how much evidence do you need Todd
0: yeah right all right so let's get into the first hoax I'm going to handle sports and Jedi is going to handle random other things Uh, let's talk about fantasy football do you guys play fantasy football I've never gotten into that
2: no that no a fake team (laughs) no
1: (laughs) That is so lame, isn't it? I'm in like four leagues. I have four fantasy football teams and two fantasy baseball teams. And Todd, they're the kind where even in the offseason, you you're running your team. We're doing trades. We have to draft oh next God. week. Oh, yeah. It's full it's like a full-time job. Each league, you're on the phone making phone calls. Cause you you do, Jedi. You you think you're a real GM, and you're not.
0: I, I think the the nerdiest, most frustrating thing is if you go to a bar to watch a game and you hear someone say, hey, um, can you put the uh, Cardinals on? I have Larry Fitzgerald in fantasy. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. I hate that so much. Oh, my God. I've, I've never really had any interest in fantasy, especially baseball. Are you setting lineups for the week or are you changing them every day? That's
1: too much. So work, I'm in two leagues. One is every day, and one. Oh league my league. god, Joe! Oh the my god! The one goodness. that's every day. The one that's every day. Last season, I literally led the league from start to finish. Yeah, I lost Joe, the championship, you- unfortunately, but literally led the the whole season.
2: You're a prime candidate for um, the metaverse fantasy football. <laughs> <laughs> I probably would love the hell out
1: of it, and I just don't know it yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so th- this is a little
0: bit of a stretch on sports conspiracies, but Joe, do you ever watch The League? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's Jedi. That's a show about fantasy. It's about fantasy
2: football? Yep. Another fantasy, okay. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> so,
0: one of the stars of the show, Steve Ranazizi, was on the 54th floor on 9-11, and he managed to escape, and he talks about it on Marc Marin.
3: And then I went to, uh, I worked in Merrill Lynch, for a year and a half, as an accountant or broker, no, I was an account manager, which basically meant I was the liaison between the brokers and the clients. I would take people out to lunch, take people out to dinner, you party know. starter, sort of the party starter <laughs> of Merrill Lynch. Yeah, <laughs> until our building got hit with a plane, and oh, uh, Christ. yeah. And the party ended right there. That's uh, yeah, yeah. That's where the part. I worked on the the fifty fourth floor of the second tower. Get the fuck out of here! Yeah. Did you evacuate that day? I yeah. I was there, and then the first tower got hit, and we were like you know jostled all over the place. And then the port authority came on the loudspeaker, and they were like, "Hey, uh, explosion in Tower One. Um, things are being taken care of. Everyone, remain where you are. Stay calm. We're we're figuring things out." And uh, I was like, "Well, I'm going to go check this thing out." So I went downstairs walked outside uh saw all the pandemonium and then about five or six minutes later and then it just shh, bang while well, you were standing right there well it's like underneath the giant overpass that was overhanging oh, it was right f- by uh... and, and all your co-workers were upstairs yeah but I, I I you know I don't know I couldn't tell exactly where it went in so I had no right. idea right so I called up to the office and they were like, it was pandemonium like we're on our way down we're on our way down and then I just started fucking booking it. Oh, my God. And I got to about West Broadway when I stopped and uh, caught my breath, and then they f- watched the second tower fall. Our tower fell first. It and, did? Uh, yeah, yeah. The second one that got hit was the first one of... F-
0: Could you imagine that Jedi being in the Twin Towers on 9-11? Oh, he, I don't
2: know. mean, I he, don't know what I would do.
0: Yeah, He was so traumatized that he um, went to L.A. to pursue stand-up comedy, and he got the role... Uh, in the league, uh, the only wow. problem was in 2015, uh, someone did some digging. There's no Merrill Lynch in the World Trade Center, and they found out that he really didn't work there. So the New York Times contacted him, saying they wanted to do a story, and he just confessed, said it was all a lie, and he explains it on Howard Stern.
2: Oh my goodness!
3: I, I don't maybe, perhaps. I mean, but when I tell you, it, it's I just I. It's not like I moved to Los Angeles with this story, with the, with the thought of like I'm going to go out and trick everyone out there and tell them this is what it is. It wasn't calculated. I, it wasn't calculated at all. It was as simple as sitting at the comedy store and everyone was like, Hey, you're from New York? Yeah, yeah. You you were you just there? You were at nine? You were around? There? Yeah, yeah. I was downtown. Yeah, I was there. You work there? Yeah, I, yeah, I did. And and if you, it's up, you have like 15 seconds, I think, right, to kind of go. Wait, hold on. Stop. I'm sorry. That's not true, right? And, and if it pass, if you pass that 15 seconds, it's sort of like now it becomes the story. It becomes story. a thing where you're like, now I have to be the the guy who's very strange and weird and just said I lied about 9 11. And right. and Howard, when I tell you, I I truly, in all of my heart, wish that I had that voice that I feel like I have now that said, Hey, man, take a breath, relax. People are going to like you. People are going to understand who you are when they get to know you. You don't need to lie about that take that back you know and i funny? don't have it
0: uh, i'm so torn on this a part of me feels a little bit bad that he was probably just embellishing something and then it got wrapped up into this big thing but to create such like an elaborate story also brought his wife into it yeah and his, and his wife had to go along with the lie which isn't fair to
1: her mm. i don't like this at all the yeah. show also <laughs> the show didn't didn't start airing until december of 2009 Right. Yeah. So we had lots of time, like in the years in between to like work that story out or away from it. You know what I mean? He just said to Stern, it wasn't calculated, but Jesse Smollett was uh, was a calculated thing as well. Just because it wasn't executed properly doesn't mean that it wasn't. Something that was thought out and planned, and so you yeah. know, you almost couldn't
0: pick a worse thing in
1: our lifetime to lie about,
0: right? Almost anything else, don't lie about nine eleven.
2: And the yeah. thing is, nine eleven stories are repeatedly covered over and over and over again. You'd think that he would want that corrected because it'll come up.
1: Well, yeah, also, I mean, what an idiot! I mean, Merrill Lynch. It's you know, after nine eleven, I think we were. Very aware of many of the businesses that obviously had offices at the World Trade Center, like Cantor Fitzgerald, the accounting firm. They, literally, that's where the plane hit. Everybody on that floor and the floor underneath it is dead. Yeah. Not one single person survived. That whole company was basically wiped out. Everybody that, that worked there was there and died. So, again, I don't know. I mean, just they're not even in the building. You yeah, you right. had to know at some point someone's gonna be like, wait a minute, you worked at Merrill Lynch because it's not on your it's not on your LinkedIn page, and also they <laughs> they didn't have uh, offices at the trade center, so I, you know what right. I mean? It's it's like the, ah, if you were like, hey, listen, I was an intern at Cantor Fitzgerald and they sent me out to get donuts across the street that morning, yeah. Nobody nobody could be yeah. like no he wasn't you would never have known yeah, they all know. were dead like that would have been that would have been the smart thing to do if anybody's not, looking for yeah. a hoax on 911 there you go
0: and not only that he's like okay i'm going to lie and let me go on mock marin show like the biggest show where millions of people probably hear me i mean that's pretty it's
1: calculated
0: <laughs> yeah i know it's dumb it's just dumb well like so,
2: yeah, kanye west that- says you know negative attention is just as good as you know Positive
0: attention, so yeah, n- not I'm here though.
1: Really, <laughs> I've never really, you know, it's funny because uh, again, I mean, I've been I've been doing media for twenty five years, and I have found that bad publicity is bad. Mm. You know what I mean? That idea of <laughs> right. any publicity is good publicity, like it helps to get your name out there, obviously, but there are certain things that will make it more difficult for you in the future. So sometimes bad publicity isn't good at all it's it it literally is what it says it is well especially within a
0: social media age
1: forget it sure and i mean right yeah i i appreciate kanye saying that i i have found him personally irrelevant for at least a decade now
0: oh speaking of the social media era i did hear something about someone posted on social media something about russia or ukraine and someone saw it and the russians blew up the building did you see that
2: no
1: what exactly was that, Joe? Yeah, so there's a couple of things. Elon Musk set them up with Starlink. Right. You need a you need a satellite dish to get Starlink. And so if you put the dish out, I mean that's that's now of course that's what the Russians are looking for. And uh you know, they've hit uh, in the last week about a dozen different civilian facilities and they hit an underground um subway where moms have been giving birth. Because the hospital maternity ward was destroyed in the first week. So, it's getting kind of nasty wow. out there for wow. sure. Jedi, what do you got for us for a hoax?
2: Oh, um, sorry to make it.
1: Like... Sorry to bring out such a downer there. That was <laughs> hard to turn this around, guys, but nice effort. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the one that I got, um, I just recently heard, but there are people who actually believe that z- lizard people exist. Have you heard of them?
0: Oh yeah, Mark Mark Zuckerberg is a lizard person.
2: (laughs) Exactly, that's what they say. They say that, um, you know, the theory is that bloodthirsty reptilian aliens arrived here on earth since ancient times. And a lot of them use the Bible as, you know, to substantiate their beliefs because the serpent tricked Eve into eating the apple. So they use that as one type of evidence. And the fact that they're merging with humans, manipulating our DNA and interbreeding with us. I mean, that is about 4% of the Americans fear that lizard people exist in this world. And, um, I, I don't know what I think about that, but they do reference Mark Zuckerberg a lot because he's so robotic mm. and he's uh, you know, I guess reptilish in yeah. <laughs> presence. Um, but it, it's just so weird because um, there's also characteristics that you you take note of to spot a reptilian. I mean low blood pressure, random scores a great love of space and science is supposed to be a telltale sign and the eye color of green, hazel, or blue. So anybody who has those
1: characteristics <laughs> Joe, might be a reptilian. Joe, Joe. Wow.
2: <laughs> Yikes.
1: I so, feel like uh, you just wrote a description of me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, so Jedi, can a reptilian fit right in in public?
2: Yes. Can, they, yeah. you know, they, they're shapeshifters, as yeah. well. So, I mean, they can just shape and fit into whatever, you know, culture, person, society. And they're supposed to be, a, have been around since ancient times. So, I don't She's know. She's not
1: wrong. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I've never met someone who believed in this. So, I mean, I don't, I don't, I, it's, it's just fascinating to yeah. me. Yeah.
0: It is funny that when you say, if you said to the average person about a reptile, most people would say Zuckerberg. Exactly. Something
1: something about him. So, I don't know if you guys remember this, uh, when George Bush, the first George Bush, 41, was in office, he was in Japan and got sick and threw up. I'm I'm trying to pull up the video and I can't find it right now, but people claimed when he vomited that his face, uh, his lizard face got exposed Uh, I, I'm not even joking. This was like 90 or 91. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm looking for the video. I haven't come up with it yet, but, uh, yeah, I've heard that before. I don't know anybody who believes it. That's one of those conspiracies where like it's out there. I don't think anybody really believes it, but it's so cool that we don't want it to go away. Yeah, right. if anyone
0: yeah, if anyone believes it, message us. We'd love to have you on the show. Now, Joe, we need something like that to happen in this day and age. Happened, <laughs> you said it happened in 91. We need it to happen now when things are crazy.
2: Well, oh, okay. that's why well, they keep sending Mark Zuckerberg memes of him being a reptilian. <laughs> They're trying to keep it alive, right?
0: <laughs> that's funny. So let's uh let's switch to the racetrack. Jedi, have you been to a horse track?
2: No, I have not.
0: I mean, a jockey, that is a brutal career. You're you're basically a little person. You have to, like, throw up and eat well to make weight. You're falling off horses running 40 miles an hour. <clears throat> Unless you're someone like Mike Smith or Ortiz, John Velasquez, where you're a millionaire. These people at little tracks, they don't make a lot of money, and sometimes they have to resort to, to cheating. So I don't know if you guys have ever seen a horse race in the fog. It's completely insane. You, you're not watching anything. You're just watching a white screen. So just so you have an idea, let's listen to Larry Colmus try to call a race in the fog.
4: Well, there's the sound of the gate. So that means uh, they're off. And they're on the backstretch and running in some sort of order. The seven-horse field has left the gate and as i look at the tote board i see they're just about running a quarter in wow that's a 21 and one that's pretty fast so here's a view on the tv monitors in 21 and one because
0: that's what it's like when you're say you're at the otb watching a horse race that's what you're seeing the announcer no one can see anything until they come around closer and they can really focus in on them but you're seriously looking at white fog um In 1990, the 11th race at Delta Downs, jockey Sil- Sylvester Carmouche waited for the bell to go off. The bell went off in a $2,500 claiming race, which are just like these crappy horses. The other eight horses started running, and he kind of walked off to the side with his horse, walked across the racetrack, waited for the other horses to catch up, and then he just took off in front of him. He won by 23 lengths. He was a 23-1 to 1 long shot and almost broke the track record. So immediately people were like, how did that horse almost run as fast as Secretariat? It makes no sense. And a couple other jockeys filed objections like I was in the lead and all of a sudden this horse came from nowhere and sprinted to the finish. (laughs) (laughs) And you see this in horse racing. It's so crooked. Um, And people like this should be thrown out forever when you're cheating to make money. You're spending your hard-earned money gambling on these horses and you have the jockey – cheating um so anyways to make a long story short he got convicted spent 30 days in jail got banned for 10 years from the racing association and you know what's crazy the winner's purse for the jockey that won the race was 90 bucks
2: oh oh, wow
0: i mean unless unless he had someone bet on the race as well which probably is what happened at 23 to 1 so say you have um say i'm the jockey jedi and you're there i say put 50 bucks on me to win that's like mm-hmm. you make a you make a grand at twenty three to 1,150 bucks. So there's a lot of shadiness in uh, horse racing. So you basically, of, he
2: lost you know. a he he lost his job then.
0: Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. a lot of these people, a lot of suicides uh, in horse racing. The jockey, it's just a really tough thing to do. But yeah, there's a lot of sketchiness. If you go on YouTube and type in like horse racing fix, you see some crazy stuff.
1: You know when Lance Armstrong won his first tour de France and then for years, I uh, forget uh, the guy that uh, was a Greg LeMond, I think used to win them all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And so he won one and the story was right. He had, you know, had uh testicular cancer and, and he had, he had had a testicle removed and then he won the next year and the next year and the next year. And it was like, you got to, you're like, dude, I mean, listen, yeah. if you're going to cheat at horse racing, don't break the track record. Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? She like, have enough right? sense. Yeah, come in first place. Sure. Don't break the record. You definitely, you're going to draw some suspicions then when everyone's like, I didn't see that guy. He uh, passed me. I don't understand. Of yeah. course, you're going to get busted. Right. Yeah. Dude, if, 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 if Armstrong would have won. Two, and then lost one, and Mm -hmm. won three in a row. Yeah, he could have kept it going forever. I'm telling you, win five out of seven, you dummy! You don't have to win all seven. That doesn't. That just that seems like BS. And of course, it was.
0: They say these these bicyclists and stuff. They'll check into the hotel room. They'll immediately get like the IV bags ready to like cheat. You know what I mean? They what they what do they do? They pump their old blood. How what do they
1: do? They give themselves blood transfusions. To increase the oxygen yeah. in their blood, to right. increase their endurance, which is psychotic. Yeah, right, I know. <laughs> Why? <laughs>
0: wow, that is, is kind of funny.
2: <laughs> I didn't even know you could get those on a personal level. You know, you I can't.
1: You,
4: guys...
1: <laughs> 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 you can't. They can, and they do. Wow, amazing. Why would you do that to yourself? You, you know what I mean? I know, I know. You don't know what that, you know what I'm saying? Because some guy was like, oh, if you do this, and you're like, yeah, I'm in. I don't yeah, think that guy was a doctor that was telling them how to do it. You know what I mean? That's like, not good.
0: Well, it's all these guys' egos get in the way. They want to be the best. I mean, Barry Bonds, he saw Mark McGuire break the record. He wants to be that guy, so he's going to do steroids. Everyone's egos just get in the way. Land, what is the difference between winning five Tour de France's and eight?
1: You know what I mean? You're going to risk your... Yeah, undefeated
2: right that's the yeah. title undefeated
1: not for nothing tiger woods it was alleged around uh 2000 after his great debut that he had links to steroids mm-hmm. and I, I don't know that it's ever really been proven one or the other but again when you're dominating a sport if you're cheating and you're dominating it they're they're gonna be looking into you if, and with every with every reason of course right I mean, all all these sports and and races, it's all about the integrity of the game. Yeah, So if someone's dominating, you're just putting like a big, hey, look me up. I'm not doing anything wrong, am I?
0: (laughs) I think uh, steroids would actually be like a detriment to you in golf, though. But I mean, I could see someone just thinking of it and accusing someone. All right. Actually, this made me think when we heard that race call. They like to make some funny race calls. I pulled a couple other ones that I kind of like, just so you can see the sense of humor in these. Uh... And by the way, what an art that is, calling a race. It's the most impressive thing, especially the Derby where they have 20 horses. These horses are off to a mad dash. This guy, they can tell you every horse. It's incredible. Let's pull up the. Um, uh, let's pull up the, uh, the pirate one where someone named their horse A R R R
1: R R. Turns for home. Matt's wish on the outside runs in third. Then down toward the inside, it's feline fell in fourth. In the middle of the track is Arg. Coming down to the final sixteenth, it is Stan Pat in front. Arg, Arg, Arg in front. Coming down to the wire, they're coming to the finish,
4: and it's all
1: Arg.
0: I'm convinced someone named their horse that just to hit Tom Dirk and make that call um, and oh Jedi Jedi, let's listen to Larry Colmas again. Listen to the names of these two horses coming to the finish together.
4: Okay. Little Miss Macho is in second. After that comes, my wife knows everything in third. On the far outside, the wife doesn't know is moving up. And is now fourth and right alongside of my wife knows everything. My wife knows everything and the wife doesn't know are moving together on the far turn. And they're coming after Lady Mutata coming to the quarter pole. Lady Mutata in front. Here come my wife knows everything. And the wife doesn't know on the far outside. Little Miss Macho is fourth. They're into the stretch. Lady Mutata, my wife knows everything. Center of the track, the wife doesn't know. Into the final furlong, my <laughs> wife knows everything. The wife doesn't know. They're one, two. Of course they are. My wife knows. <laughs> <laughs> of course they are.
0: I know. That was funny. I, I used to be huge, huge into horse racing. I still love it, not as much. But, um, yeah, calling horse races is just completely ridiculous, how you have to memorize everything, and uh, it's crazy. So um, I thought that was kind of funny. What do we got next, Jedi?
2: I have the story of Annie Jones. Do you know who she is?
0: No, never heard of her.
2: She's PT Barnum's bearded lady. Oh. Yeah. The, the Greatest those...
0: show, Yeah, The Greatest Showman is such a great movie. They have a whole bearded lady part.
2: Yeah, and so come to find out it, it it's a hoax, you know. I mean because it's actually caused by a condition. It's it's caused by her shoot Condition where um where you where females get male hairline characteristics. So they grow hair on their chest, their neck, their face, you know, so they look like a bearded woman. And jo- it's
4: <laughs> oh. completely
1: gross. Yes. I have a picture for you.
0: Joe, we had this conversation yesterday. <laughs> when you were telling me we were talking about something like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> wow.
2: What are you talking about? Women with hair <laughs> are they attractive or not attractive? Well,
0: Joe, you should actually mention uh let Jedi finish this. Talk about like the show that you're doing in Connecticut. Yeah, so Jedi, it's a condition?
2: Yeah, it's a condition where where you grow, you know, hair and where, you know, beard, neck, chest, back. And all those places, and it makes the appearance that you are masculine in some way. I mean, but unfortunately, she she's not. She, she's she's just a woman who has this. It's called Hirsute, H-I-R-S-U-T-E. And it, it, it's just sad because she grew up all her life having to be a sideshow circus freak. Yeah. You know, that's all she could do. And th- the fact that she was sold into it by her parents was even more horrible. By the time she was born, she already had hair on her chin. Mm-hmm. So, you know, right in the womb, she was already growing hair on her face. So uh, so
0: this actually was a woman in P.T. Bottom's show.
2: Yes, she's a woman, not a man.
0: Exactly. <laughs> I, and have you guys seen The Greatest Showman?
2: No, I have not.
0: Oh, because the, oh, the bearded lady had like an unbelievable voice. And I'm kind of curious if If she was a singer.
2: Yeah, they used to um, basically pimp her out as the infant Esau. Because, you know, in the Bible, Esau was very hairy. And he was a brother of Jacob. So, again, you know, from the very beginning of her life, she was basically portrayed as a freak.
0: But why can't they shave it or do something? I mean, I know it's a long time ago, but...
2: Uh, Well, her parent, right? Being under your parents, and if your parents want to make money and stuff like that, look at Britney Spears. What happened to her? They put her in a conservatorship. I -hmm. don't know if she could do anything. You know, she had to. I don't know if she was allowed to wear something, you know, conservative. Actually, you know what I'm saying?
0: And and you wonder why Britney shaved her head back then?
2: (laughs) Exactly. That was her only
0: act of defiance. Yeah.
2: But unfortunately this condition, it it can be caused by polycystic ovarian syndrome or Cushing syndrome tumors or different medications that you can take. So, I mean, it happens.
0: Yeah, that is sad. Your only career could be in a circus and all these people are showing up to get a look at you.
2: Yeah, and how ironic Britney has a video regarding being in a circus. I forgot oh. what song she has. It was it was one of her earlier songs, but she's she's dressed in a top hat and yeah. in a circus and all that kind of stuff. So
0: there's a whole Britney Spears conspiracy. I don't know if you know that. They feel like the younger Britney Spears is a completely different person than the old one. I, I'm sorry, than the newer one, and they break down like her pitch and stuff, and it seems like it's a different person. That might be one to look into.
2: Yeah, but all the drugs that her conservatorship was feeding into her i mean she had to take like drug cocktails her security guards were saying i mean they made her take that
1: really wow
2: yeah i mean that's why they could keep her under this conservatorship i mean
1: maybe do a show about britney spears and paul mccartney Uh, who many people said passed away uh, during the 60s. And uh, Paul McCartney, we know now, is just some bloke they found who kind of looked like (laughs) that guy and isn't as good a singer as most people will tell you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's that's pretty nuts. Um,
1: Going through life with a beard, being a woman. I would just pretend to be a dude. I think yeah. if that was me. really, yeah, yeah, that's probably just easier, you know. So, Even Joe, like lesbian, you- and uh, you know, run off.
0: Do you want to mention what we were talking about yesterday, or is it not appropriate with the new show you're starting and the reason we were talking about a bearded lady? You can edit it out if we shouldn't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yes. <laughs> I can't tell if it's,
1: uh, it actually is. Um, It's it's I I had my interview. He had his, Uh, but we're we're, we're uh, on my politics show. We talk about the transgender issue a lot and it's one of the things we fiercely argue about. And we've been uh invited to join a TV show where you get two friends with opposing viewpoints and you battle it out on the issue. And they asked me what, and I ran through a whole bunch of different, Cause you know me i know all the different topics and she was like what's the number one thing that james and you argue about i go oh transgenders he hates him he thinks they're gross <laughs> which is a very simplistic wow. yeah it's a very yeah. simplistic explanation of his views on on things and the interesting thing was she said could you argue from james's standpoint i said i could i understand his concerns and his feelings she said could he do yours i said absolutely not he thinks they're gross
0: I mean, what a great uh, idea for a show. You have two friends battling it out that have completely opposite views on politics and nowadays, you're not friends anymore in a lot of cases.
1: Well, hey. it's I, I was telling Todd at the bar yesterday after every show, like the people are commenting like, "Ah, James is going to quit. James is super pissed." And at the end of the last show, I was like, and he was he plays it up on the show. Yeah. At one point, I cut him off. He got up and he walked off the set. Mm -hmm. And then he came back (laughs) like two minutes later and he sat back down. He was like, I didn't want to hear any of what you just had to say. I hope you're done. Like that. Yeah. And I'm like, everyone that thinks James is pissed right now, he's going to text me in 10 minutes when the show's over and see if I want to like bullshit a little bit, like for the rest of the night. That's what we do. It's and I was telling Todd, we fundamentally disagree on quite a few things. He and I, but it's not personal. We don't, you know what I mean? And it's politics. It shouldn't be Personal.
2: Yeah, but that's activity. the way it should be. You know, yeah. you have a, diff- a discussion between two opposing views, and you shouldn't walk away like enemies and wanting to go to war with each other.
1: Right. Again, look at look at in Russia right now, Russians and Ukraine. A lot of these Russian troops are not comfortable shooting at what they perceive as Russian brothers. The people of Ukraine, are like, I'm not shooting those people, I didn't do anything wrong. Absolutely not. And they've been abandoning their their vehicles and droves because of that. That's how it should be. Even in war, there's people that are like, ah, I'm not gonna let politics get involved here. Right. Not here. You can't even post something on Facebook for crying out loud.
0: You can't even put a sticker on a gas pump for crying
1: out loud. Dude, I was
0: just gonna say, <laughs> if you're a liberal,
1: if you're a liberal or a Biden voter right now, yeah, no matter how high these gas prices get, you are not, you will not, you shall not, and you cannot post a picture of those gas pumps and the high prices on Facebook. You're setting yourself up for your all your crazy friends are going to be like, bah, you like them now. Then you're yeah. going to get the miss me yet Trump memes. Yeah. 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 Don't set yourself up, people. If you voted for Biden, just suck up these gas prices. You got to own it. <laughs> the, yeah, but no- the
2: funny thing is, that I went to Sam's Club the other day to get gas. And a lot of people, including myself, were taking pictures of how yeah. much they spent for gasoline. <laughs>
0: it's crazy. Joe, you know what I could really go for right now? A, a mean, a mean tweet, and a taller fifty-three gas.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> one of my liberal friends yesterday said, "Like, uh, oh, all the Trump people are out there when the price is going up. I don't hear anything now that they're going down. How good Biden's doing? It's just like a never-ending battle. There's no point of getting involved." Uh, so, Jedi, do you have anything else in the bearded lady?
2: Nope, that's it.
0: That's pretty cool. Um, all right, so we're gonna go to one that Joe is definitely familiar with, being a uh, Mets fan, a suffering Mets fan, except for '86. Uh, <laughs> so, in early 1985, the managing editor for Sports Illustrated hired George Plimpton to work on an article. Now, it was gonna be, it was gonna be released on April 1st. So they said, pick something to do with hoaxes, and he couldn't find anything. So they allowed
1: him to make one up. So what do we got here, Joe? Uh, the great story of. Hayden Siddhartha Sid Finch. Now, uh, according to the scouting reports, uh, this guy's fastball came in at 168 miles per hour, whereas the average fastball at the time was about 96. So this guy was off the charts. Now, uh, the Mets, to their credit, he didn't have much else going on, played along with the hoax. The photographer hired a buddy of his who was six foot four and wore a size 14 shoe. They took some pictures. Supposedly, this guy was, like, born in an English orphanage. He learned yoga in Tibet. He yeah. was just, like, all at one with himself. Uh, on the scouting reports, his fastball and control was listed as a 9. The highest score you can get, and nobody had it, was an 8. Like, yeah. they really played this up. People totally believed it, and... um. They later found out, yeah, you know, anything that's released on April 1st, you might want to be a little, uh, be a little leery of that. So, great.
0: Yeah. And then in the article, the first letter of every word of the first paragraph spelled out happy April Fool's Day. Yes.
1: Which is why his name was Hayden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how they had to do that. That's why I hate he became his first name. Yeah. Uh, and the, the funniest part of the story was this guy apparently was deciding between being a professional baseball player, which he had just become. He had never played baseball until recently, or he was going to become a professional French horn player. Well, that's pretty lucrative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, this wasn't in the days, like you said about Rob Dibble.
1: He was making just before everything went nuts. Yeah, the average salary then for Major League Baseball players was only 42 k That's
0: insane. I know I say
1: only, but yeah, in 85, that was it. And so probably being a professional French horn player, might actually have been a little more lucrative
0: <laughs> and they said i love how they added to like the craziness of like he only wore one shoe and it was oh, all one boot yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do, now do you want to show jedi i know this won't do any good for the people listening but like some guy showed what a 168 mile an hour pitch would look like look how fast it you couldn't even catch it
1: oh, yeah, right. at 100 miles an hour that's not the last four out of 39 now the, <laughs> just the
0: guy's pitching won. the ball and it's like in the catcher's glove in a split second.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's dude. What literally, of- if somebody could throw, it put it to you like this: the the fastest recorded pitch in baseball history is 105 miles an hour. is Chapman. Oh. Yeah. Arolas Chapman. Yeah. Um, there's a a couple of young fellas in the league that aren't even big names yet that have hit 103. Mm-hmm. Anything beyond that. 110, 50, you would, 168. I mean, yeah. it literally is not yeah. even the blink of an eye. like you said, the balls in the catcher's mitt, you would not be able to hit that. You'd have to just hold your bat out.
0: Yeah. Now, Joe, when we were talking about how no one could break the four minute mile until Roger Bannister did. Now your grandmother can do it. Yeah. Now That's kind of like the same with the pitch. Remember, we were growing up. Ninety eight was like tops. Then ninety nine and someone threw one hundred. Then Mark Wallers. Now
1: there's probably a bunch of guys that for some reason. Why is that? Well, so it's two things. And here's what you need to understand is, number one, there. I would say right now, probably about 30 percent of all pitchers in baseball can throw one hundred. Wow. The reason why you don't know their names are they don't have control. Yeah. They can throw hard. They can't throw strikes all the time. And so they, they, they're, Cancels they, they don't become out. big stars. Yeah. Right. Until, until you can harness that speed with control, it doesn't do you any good. So, but yeah, you know, the other thing too is Todd, you might remember Ron Guidry, yes. uh, Louisiana Lightning pitch for the Yankees, it was five foot 10 and left handed and threw in the low nineties. If you're not, six foot four or taller and throw a hundred. They're not even looking at you anymore in baseball. They're, you're not, you're not getting drafted at all. Think about Pedro. One of the best pitchers ever. A little Pedro guy. Martinez yeah. would not put pr- would pr- again, I again, dude, where he was when they found him at 16 or 17 of the Dominican. It, it, by today's standards, that guy would not have been offered any kind of contract. Because, again, he was somebody who picked up the speed as he made his way through the minor leagues and obviously really learned how to be a great pitcher. But on site, what is he, 5'10", five, five, 145 pounds? No way. They would not They would not draft a guy like that today.
0: Yeah, as much as I loathe the Red Sox, I hated the Red Sox so much. He's probably the greatest pitcher that I've ever seen. Definitely one of the best in our generation.
1: Oh yeah! Again, and it all came down to, and this is, I think, the number one thing when you look at who the best pitchers are, it's control. If you can spot a pitch, you can throw a pitch hard and fast, and you can hit right where you want, you're, uh, you're uh, like a top five pitcher in the game.
0: Yeah, and around this area, every night, every five nights, it was an event. People would be glued to the TVs when Pedro pitched. It's not like that anymore. Almost any sport isn't like that nowadays. Sad. Yeah. All right, so Jedi, do you have another one for us?
2: Yeah, I do. I don't know if there are people who think that it's total reality anymore, but reality shows—they're complete hoaxes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the
0: Survivor probably has forty writers.
2: Right. Yeah. And um, do you watch that show, the Naked and Afraid? The one, kind of like Survivor, but it's supposed to be more real than Survivor. It's yeah. out in the wilderness where they set up. <laughs> People to be naked and afraid. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> if you I watched know. that show, Todd, you would remember every single person's face because they're naked.
1: <laughs> 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 yeah, <laughs> nice callback, Jedi I know, right? <laughs> Jedi, real
0: Jedi, real quick. I watched. I watched uh, the new Jackass last night. There was way too many penises in that.
2: Oh my goodness. I don't get it. <laughs> I watched the first Jackass and I was like, this is just, what, high school intermediate boy crap. <laughs>
0: Jedi, Jedi. They had this guy naked and they had a snapping turtle bite his nutsack.
2: Why is that fun? I know. <laughs> you know?
0: There was a lot of things I had to look away last night. Oh, Jesus. Hard to watch some of the things.
2: Did you remember each penis face? Can you imagine? <laughs> But yeah, I mean, in particular, going back to the shows, naked and afraid, they're supposed to be out in the wilderness, but they set up shop close to villages, and then the producers set it up to make it look like forested and mountains, and so yeah. it, it it's it's just so so fake. I mean, I don't understand how the people can still watch it knowing that. Well, yeah, I
0: um, I actually. Like I said, we do our show kind of strange. I don't know what you're going to talk about. You don't know what I'm going to talk about. That this brings to mind, I have another Facebook friend <laughs> that was on Pawn Stars. Do you know Pawn Stars? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So he tried to sell a Vietnamese jet pack. It was a jet pack that was in a fighter jet or something. They found out it was from Vietnam. So I messaged him. I'm like, oh, my God, I saw you on Pawn Stars. Where did you get that? He said, oh, I just – they gave it to me when I showed up to the shop. They hire what? people – yeah, he goes, I've never seen that till I showed up at the shop. So Pawn Stars, a lot of it's fake. It's actors. So they it's say, not okay. even
2: their products or merchandise no. or, nope. or antiques.
0: Yeah, exactly. They said, this is what you're going to try to sell us today. Isn't that crazy? It makes you not want to watch it. It pissed me off when he told me that. Because this guy was also on Shark Tank. He was, <laughs> he was selling these eavesdrop lights. They're the Christmas lights that hang from the eaves. He didn't get a deal. But he said, as fake as, as um, Pawn Stars is, Shark Tank is the complete opposite. Everything is completely real. But he said, Shark Tank, because I was just there acting, which is crazy.
5: Wow. Well,
1: again, to get on a reality show or a game show. There's a test and you have to be kind of a jackass. I mean, you have to be a lively person and 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 you do there is some element obviously of acting. And just to just to take this a little bit further, Jedi, and ruin this for anybody who currently was enjoying reality shows, <laughs> right. uh, and, and is now under now realizes they're fake. Every radio bit you hear, phony phone taps and all that crap, fake. It's all faked. Can't what about can't the cu- a
2: couple's fights? Those are fake too when those
1: are All fake. It's all staged.
2: Interesting.
1: Yep. And that's been going on for probably about 20 years. Uh, Pretty much after the jerky boys prank phone calls became a thing that the FCC stopped allowing. You have to identify yourself. On the telephone when someone answers it, or you're guilty of fraud. <laughs> so it's a crime if it's, it's a crime. Right. Yeah, so you can't do it if you wanted to. That's why. And I'll say this listen, to me, the really good radio bits and the really good reality shows, although I don't believe there are any good reality shows, are the ones where they're well written and they're well acted. Yeah. People aren't, you know, these production companies aren't going to spend millions of dollars producing something and hoping that they found eight randos across the country that are going to total. Like, no, of course not. American Idol, we've talked about this. It could show you the vote totals and show you who the low man is, and that's who got bumped. I don't believe it. I don't believe that, they're, that they really take that into account, what the actual vote is. I mean, again, at the end of the day, that company Fremantle is investing millions into the American Idol. You think they want you to pick it? Right. Like you have some input, but at the end of the day, it's like, We're stuck with this person for a year. We have to market this person and sell this person. If they're not convinced it's the right person, your guy, no matter how many times you're calling and texting, ain't going to win. Well, yeah, because
0: I remember when that guy Sanjaya was on American Idol a few years ago, and he was terrible, and he kept advancing. And Howard Stern told his whole audience, which was millions of people, everyone vote for Sanjaya today. I want to see if this is how it works. And he didn't end up winning. You know what I mean? They weren't going to let him win. Right. Yeah, so I totally agree with that. Reality shows, for the most part, are definitely uh, fake and planned. And like I said, all you have to do is look at the amount of writers. You don't need writers for a reality show.
2: Exactly.
0: (laughs) And you know what else pisses me off about American Idol? And um, what's the other one there? America's Got Talent. They make millions and millions, if not billions of dollars. And if you look at the fine print, the winner gets a million dollars. And the very last thing on the credit says, Twenty five thousand to be paid off over 40 years it's like you
2: can't wow afford,
0: you can't afford to give someone a million dollars come on
2: no wonder a lot of them they don't want to win right they want to come up as second place because sure. they want to be tied to the contract
1: way way better if you finish in the top five and not win it because the opportunities you'll be offered opportunities from actual companies you know, that's definitely what you want.
0: Yeah, so that's pretty interesting. Anything else on that, Jedi?
2: Nope, that's it.
1: So,
0: Joe, this is another one I'm going to kind of let you take because you probably know a little bit more uh, more about this. Um, now, in 1987, this is one of the ones you need to know the person's birth date. Danny Monte was born April 1st, 1987, or possibly 1989. What about him, Joe?
5: Ooh, Danny Almonte a yeah. moment. 2001 was the summer of Danny El Monte a fireballing lefty from the Bronx that was mowing down hitters like his name was John Deere a talent so immense it was almost too good to be true and it was. The kid dominated in throwing a no-hitter to get his squad to Williamsport, and then in the big show, he threw a perfect game. With his 76-mile-an-hour fastball, he struck out 62 of the 72 batters he faced. He looked like a young Latino version of Randy Johnson, earning him the nickname, The Little Unit. The problem with it all? nearly everything. Almonte was actually born in the Dominican Republic and had just moved to New York a year prior, so his age records were hard to track down. He wasn't even enrolled in school either. Though he apparently had a legit birth certificate and both his parents swore he was 12, it would be later proved that This was false. Danny was actually 14. After an investigation, he was declared ineligible and the team had to forfeit all wins. His dad was criminally charged by the Dominican Republic for forgery. Danny was acquitted of any wrongdoing. He didn't even speak English at the time. He probably thought all these young kids he was facing just sucked. After the scandal, he would bounce around in obscurity for a few years, played a little juco ball, and then pitched in the Frontier League in 2007, never living up to the hype afforded to him. him when he was owning kids in his dojo like kramer on seinfeld he is currently an assistant baseball coach at cardinal hayes high school in new york city
0: yeah so you can only be 12 years old to play in little league and the difference like if you're a 21 year old playing as 19 year olds that's not that big of a deal but 12 and 14 is like a lifetime of difference
1: Throwing 76 miles an hour at the distance of Little League is the equivalent of a 102-mile-an-hour fastball. So he really was the Sid Finch of Little League.
0: Right, yeah, I saw that. But the thing is, his parents kept the lie up because they did an investigation. Thank God they didn't win the whole thing. They ended up losing to Florida only because Almonte couldn't pitch again because they have those rules in Little League. If you pitch a complete game, you can't pitch the next game. So without Almonte on the mound, they ended up losing, but they ended up getting stripped of all their wins because they found out that he was actually 14, not 12.
1: He married a 30-year-old when he was 18. I don't know if you know that story. I saw that. Um, I saw that. Yeah, you know, right? Uh, again, I think for anybody that knows the story, of, you know, people like, I, shady dude, struck out 62 out of 72 hitters, gave up three hits and three starts, one unearned run because his teammates sucked and couldn't, couldn't do it without him. But, uh, yeah, like you said, he didn't speak English. He didn't know anything about anything. He just thought he was playing baseball, which he really enjoyed. And uh, the whole thing was, again, it was one of those things, Todd. Do you remember when it was happening? It was like. That kid's like 30. Get out of here with that. Yeah, I, I, I knew immediately <laughs> that dude did not belong. <laughs> he um, drove himself to the games for Christ's sake.
2: Giul-
0: Giuliani
1: gave him the key to the city, the team and stuff. It was a big deal back then. And that is like the 10th most regrettable thing Rudy Giuliani has done. So not bad.
0: <laughs> Wait, do, do we ever say it was Giuliani rumored to be on Epstein Island or
1: No. Um. Yes. Yes. He is definitely, there's definitely some, there's definitely connections. I know.
0: I I don't, I I don't blame El Monte at all, but definitely the parents.
1: Well, again, I mean, I don't know. I, I haven't seen the mom's name come up in my research. I don't know how involved she was. It definitely seems like the dad, you know, whether the dad knew exactly what he was doing. I think initially he didn't. I was reading something too. Uh, generally speaking, uh, Dominican parents wait a couple of years after they've established residence to register their kids, and so that's how sometimes the timeline gets a little bit off uh, when they report it to the uh, to the city.
0: All right, so I think we have two more uh, Jedi. What's your last one? The crazy cat lady. Does she
2: exist? He or cat owner? Does he or she exist?
0: I married okay.
1: her. <laughs> you yeah. have. We have 3. We've now, I mean I've been with my wife for 12 years. We've owned 6 different cats over that oh time. Oh my
2: goodness.
1: Yeah. Wow. and She was 31 when I met her. She was living alone, as you could imagine. She was a <laughs> cat woman. That's how I painted it. <laughs> well, I, I don't
0: know I don't know of this thing.
2: Well, apparently there is some truth to the crazy cat person because uh there is this um parasite found in cat poop that can cause schizophrenia in humans so it's called toxoplasma gandhi and it's the brain controlling parasite so it causes anything from altered brain chemistry and changes in personality to schizophrenia
0: you're saying crazy cat person as in like a whole bunch of people are crazy and they need to have a bunch of cats and
2: right 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 Yeah, I got it. But apparently, I mean, it could happen because they own a lot of cats, because this parasite is found in cat feces.
0: Well, wow, so that could make like people kind of crazy.
2: Right, exactly. That's funny. I mean it causes all these conditions. I mean, like I said, schizophrenia, attention deficit, hyperactive disorder, Parkinson's disease, and it alters, you know, a person's brain chemistry. So
1: Toxoplasmosis, what you're talking about, 11% yes. of the United States is infected with it. And it, it, there's no symptoms. There's no symptoms that you have it other than you might experience some of the things that Jedi has just mentioned. And so again, this ends up being one of those things where for them to figure it out, Jedi, they have to rule out every other thing that would cause exactly, that.
2: Exactly, And right?
1: eventually be like, you got cats? Yeah, I'm a cat. <laughs> They say up to 60% of the population of the world is infected by toxioplasmosis from your cat. Wow. Maybe not your cat, but just from yeah. cats. Right. Jedi, do you have cats?
2: No. Uh, but not I, anymore. I, yeah. <laughs> I have a dog. <laughs> well,
0: the worst thing about a cat by far is the litter box. It's friggin' disgusting.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, I know pregnant women cannot be around cat litter because it, it does cause something to the newborns. So Not there is yeah, exactly. See.
0: Well, I heard <laughs> if you if you grow up near a litter box, if a woman is pregnant, the baby comes out with a beard.
2: Oh, whatever! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're creating a new hoax, right, Todd? Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, that's funny because I do know a couple crazy cat ladies. One. I used to have to go over this lady's house to change her litter box and check on the cats. This is like 10 years ago. She would pay me some money every time she went to Ireland. And they all lived in the basement and there was like 15 of them. I'm like, this is a problem. <laughs> right, this right? is not, not normal.
2: Why would you want that many cats though? I don't I don't get it. Why do you have to have 20 cats? <laughs>
1: That's one of those things where you just can't say no to another adorable little face. (laughs) I dated somebody uh, who had birds, hundreds of birds, breeding the birds to sell the birds. But you just pulled up in front of the house, man, and it sounded like the birds. It was crazy. Mm -hmm. And it smelled, you know, like bird shit.
0: Yeah, any animals that you have a bunch of, it's a problem.
1: You know what I mean? It doesn't matter what animal it is. If you have a lot of anything at all, it's probably a problem. Like, you're (laughs) obsessed with that thing, and you have way too many of them. Whatever it is.
0: My my ex-girlfriend wanted a chinchilla, so I got her a chinchilla for Christmas, and then the next Christmas she wanted another one. And they said you have to introduce them slowly, so you put the cages next to each other. But they mate through the bars. And these chinchilla, these chinchillas end up being like gremlins. We, they kept multiplying. <laughs> it was, it was, <laughs> we kept finding, we cleaned the litter box and you'd find a mating plug, which would come out of the, the woman oh after my... they made it, the, baby, the girl after they made it. And then it was very short gestation time and then babies would come out. It was crazy. Wow. And what a boring pet. They don't like to be held and they take uh, they take dust baths, which is hilarious you ever seen, a, you put a fishbowl full of dust and that's how they bathe, and they go in and they spin around? <laughs> that sounds like a terrible pet. <laughs> a dirty, unloving pet. <laughs> so um, I think we got one more. Is that it for the cat lady, Jedi? Yes. All right, so I have one final one, and it's been a while since we've been through Mark's portal. So let's go to Patriot's Day. April 21st, 1980. And before we go in the, the portal, Joe, this is a great trivia question. Do you know of Patriots Day, right? Yeah. So, Jedi, you, do you even, have you ever even heard of Patriots Day?
2: I might have, but, you know, refresh my memory.
0: A lot of people here like Patriots Day because that's always a day where the Red Sox play at around 11 o'clock. The Boston Marathon happens. And only a few states. You want to take a guess, Jedi? That I mean, uh, Joe, that recognized Patriots Day?
1: uh i would assume connecticut must so we have to acknowledge now
0: it's massachusetts maine wisconsin june 10th june 10th 2017 governor malloy signed a bill recognizing uh it an unpaid holiday in connecticut and then recently north dakota jumped on so basically what it is is it's um commemorating the Lexington and Concord battle and some of the first battles of the Revolutionary War. So it's a big deal around here, but not so much. It is kind of weird, Wisconsin and North Dakota. That doesn't make any sense.
1: They're real patriots out there. That's why. (laughs) They get it. You know, they get it. They weren't even around when that happened.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that is kind of funny. Um, But a lot of people here have that day off paid. Not in Connecticut,
1: though, Joe. What, What is that? What's the governor of Malloy like there? Um. Well, he's gone. He got replaced by another millionaire white Democrat and could solve all of our problems if he were to increase the tax rate on the top 1% by 0.03. It would solve every problem we have. But he won't do it because Ned Lamont goes to the Yacht Club. How would he ever explain himself the rest of the crew (laughs) so here we go all right
0: let's let's jump in
1: the portal here
0: so jedi is this your first time to boston
2: yes yes it is
0: so we just (laughs) we just saw bill rogers win his third straight boston marathon i say we Let's see who the female winner is, and then we'll go grab a drink at the cask and flag.
5: Sounds good. No one is sure how she did it, but this unknown runner came out of nowhere ahead of all the other women. I just saw someone stumble out of the crowd uh, in front of me across the street. This is my crowd, about a half mile from the finish. Um, She was in track clothes
3: and wearing a number, but I thought someone had just sort of stumbled into the race. Maybe
4: somebody was a little crazy or something.
5: What nobody knew yet was that six months before, Rosie allegedly took a subway to the finish line of the New York Marathon, so this was actually her second ruse, and she almost pulled it off. Her big mistake was coming in first. The media rushed to her side, but soon it became apparent that she was a not-so-great imposter. We're here
2: with the women's winner. She's getting a case of the sneezes. Rosie... Rosie Ruiz? Okay. sorry. Rosie Ruiz, the women's winner in the Boston Marathon today with a- time of 2.31 and change. Now we don't know how many seconds that is. It may be a new American record. Um, What was was the time in your first ever marathon and where was it? It was 2 hours and 56 minutes and 33 seconds in New York last year. So you improved from 2 hours and 56 minutes to 2 hours and 31 minutes. What what do you attribute that improvement in time to? Um,
3: I don't know. Have you been doing a lot of heavy intervals? Um, Someone else has been, and I'm not sure what intervals are. (laughs) are
2: (laughs) Well, intervals are are track workouts that are designed to make your speed improve dramatically. And if you went from a 250- Like, you
0: don't know that?
2: One would normally expect that you do a lot of speed work. Is is someone coaching you or advising you? Uh, No, I advise myself. Well, it was a fantastic performance, Rosie. Congratulations.
1: Rosie Ruiz, the mystery woman winner. We missed
0: her at all our checkpoints. She came through at the finish. Joe,
1: Joe We missed you- her at all of our checkpoints. Yeah, yeah. Exactly.
0: Did you, just, did you just see her squeeze right by us when we're standing here? That was amazing. <laughs> just right through the crowd.
1: Where did that oh. lady
0: come from? Now, uh, to get an idea, I'm not a runner or anything, but from to get your time from two hours and 56 minutes in the New York marathon to two hours and 31 minutes. You can't shave off 25 minutes. That would be the equivalent to me. I'm about a five handicap golfer. If I'm playing bad, I might go up to a six. If I'm playing good, I might go down to a four. Now this would be the equivalent of me being a five handicap in uh, in six months beating Tiger Woods, (laughs) right? You you can't do it. You cannot improve your time that much. It's like a lifetime of
1: training to probably improve a minute or two, especially to not know what, interval racing is right. and what that means and how it would benefit you is anyone advising you on how you were able to shave 15 minutes off your best time no i do it myself wrong answer dum dumb, dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm working with an old retired track coach he's disgraced he doesn't want his name mentioned no, that probably wouldn't help <laughs>
0: yeah. You know what's kind of funny about this? All the cheaters and scammers, like the Houston Astros, I can't stand all those people. Something about Rosie Ruiz, she's almost like a lovable cheater. She's a part of our history here in Boston. You talk about the Boston Marathon, like you know about Rosie Ruiz when she cheated because supposedly I think she took the train in to a half mile from the finish line, jumped up the train. Oh, God. She almost knocked Joe over there holding his beer.
1: <laughs> I dropped my beer a little bit. I'm pissed.
0: <laughs> but another one. Do you have to win? You know what I mean? Get second right. or third or something. Yeah, we missed you at all the checkpoints.
1: How much did she win that race by? Again, right? Where it's like, dude, you should have just hung out in the crowd for like 10 more minutes and then she, come busting out. She beat the men. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> she, she won by three minutes. <laughs> right, but wouldn't that all, like again? Imagine if she would have beat the like the the fastest male racer. Yeah, I think I if that would have happened, people would have been like, yeah. "No, yeah,
0: no, yeah." This was the era when you had the white guys actually winning the marathon. It wasn't like now where the Kenyans just dominate. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. interesting you know what real quick and there's you know there's actually a reason for that and and this is very much to do with biology in and how humans came to be uh do you know the reason why we're hairless for the most part it was endurance running we we were the sort of species we had to run down woolly mammoths and you mm-hmm. would throw spears at it and you're not taking that down with four or five. It would take off running and you would have to go run after it, get your spear and start getting it again. And that's the reason why, again, for most Africans, sort of genetically modified for that exact thing was then that was how we survived in, in sub-Saharan Africa. Well, it's interesting. Just to nerd this thing out a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm yeah.
0: When you talk about evolution and stuff, I'm just so amazed by that. When you said it doesn't really take as long as you would think it would. I would think like millions of years for like a tiny change. It's not like that, right? Again,
1: and, and for for something to completely transform, you would need millions of years. But yeah, I mean, right, I think I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, the elephant tusks. Shorter elephant tusks now. It's that's how again, how evolution adapts. But again, it's as simple as nobody wants the ones with the short tusks, so they're mm-hmm. not getting poached and so that's who's mating and that's whose genetics are being passed and you're just seeing now shorter and shorter tusks and and those ones are safer. And
0: the thing with Rosie Ruiz is after she got disqualified, someone came forward and said, I was on the train with her in New York City during the New York City Marathon. <laughs> oh, wow. she, she said she was an injured runner. I mean, she didn't win the race, so that went under the radar. So then the New York City Marathon did an investigation and scrubbed her from the records too. I don't know what place she came in, but like I said, under three hours, and that was also a hoax. She died in 2019 of cancer. And like I said, people don't look at Rosie Ruiz like you do all like the big cheaters in sports. Just for some reason, something about her. I don't know what it is. Yeah.
2: I have a sports hoax question mm-hmm. for you guys. What, what was up with Tom Brady's retirement? Was that a hoax?
0: Oh, <laughs> <What's> that? <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, I think Joe and I are on different sides of the fence. I never ever thought he was really retired. And Joe, you didn't think he was coming back, right?
1: Oh no, when he was like, my wife's got stuff she's been wanting to do for years, and she's been home raising the kids. I thought, oh, Giselle was like, bro, you're done. That's it. There's no going back. Like it's my turn. That's truly what I believed, but wrong again. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, so I, I saw there was a sports better that made a huge bet on Tampa about what about a week or so before Brady came back, and they think he had inside information. He Man. bet him at sixty to one. Wow! <laughs> Man, so Jedi, before we wrap up, I almost think next week we should do another one of those. Um, remember, we did the animals, we yeah. did a battle. We should do it in honor of March Madness. Maybe we can find something else to to break down the top sixteen of.
2: Okay, sounds good.
0: And next week or two, yeah. So I think that about does it. Thanks for listening and check us out on social media, crimes, conspiracies, and beyond. Send us a message on Facebook. And uh, I think that about does it. Anything else, guys?
2: Nope, that's it. Ciao. Ciao.